and short podcast. This is your host, the self-proclaimed and ready-to-rumble Steelers fan, Jason Felt. And not with me right now, but across the airwaves in a land far, far away, actually not too far away, but across the airwaves, because we're not doing this together, is the cheesehead of the South, Mr. Matt Peterson. Matt, are you there? Hello. Yes, hello. I'm here. <laughs> Make sure that you're still with us. So we I'm had here. a little, just so everybody's aware, uh, we had a little bit of a change in our schedule earlier today. And normally, obviously, we do this podcast together. Uh, but because of the change in our schedule, we are in the comforts of our own home tonight, enjoying just being the, relaxed. It's the Packers by week. Not having to bye look bye at bye each week. other. Well, yeah. Well, and we're not having to look at each other's faces, so, I mean, that's a plus. Hey, you want to know relaxed? I'm currently sitting next to a fire outside with a cup of hot chocolate. That's relaxed. Man, that's that's nice. Yeah, I had a bowl of chili just a few minutes ago when I was waiting for us to record, and uh, just just, I got my nap later in the day, which doesn't always bode well for me, but it felt great today, so I, I was happy about that. But uh, anyway, but uh, today, week 11 in the NFL season, and uh, crazy week. We had WWE on the field on Thursday in Cleveland. Uh, we had some crazy comebacks, and who is the team to beat now in both the NFC and the AFC? We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. A little bit of housekeeping before we get in. Uh, we are available wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Google, Spotify, certainly iTunes. If you do listen to us and on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. We appreciate the ratings, but those reviews go a long way to make us feel better about ourselves for doing this. So do us a favor, drop us a rating and a review, and we'll look forward to hearing from you. And share us with your friends. If nothing else, you need something to laugh with them about. And so listen to this podcast, share it with them, and then laugh together. Uh, if not with us, then definitely at us, because that's probably what you're doing anyway. So we're going to get so right into bad? things today with a... What's that? Is it, bad? is it bad that I haven't even rated us yet? I can't believe that. I know. I'm going to go out there, I'm going to rate it four stars. I'm going to say one of these guys is really smart, and the other one's kind of an idiot. Four stars. <laughs> four star podcast. Let's do this. All right. All right. So first and 10. Let's talk quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, first thing I want to touch on is let's touch on the quarterback situation of none other than the man three years removed from the NFL, Colin Kaepernick. So he went out there and he had, uh, or the NFL set him up this, uh, this like, pro day kind of thing right. basically there was something like 11 teams that were supposed to come out there and come out to atlanta and view him and you know watch all of the stuff he canceled it and he said no never mind i'm not doing this he went and did his own workout at a high school <laughs> instead of doing the one that the nfl set up for him so makes perfect sense yeah and basically the scouting report was he's got good velocity off his arm he has average accuracy and average touch on the ball. That's mm -hmm. kind of what the scouts ended up saying. 
So, what is your take on Colin Kaepernick trying to get back into the NFL? Do you think he will get back in, or do you think that his NFL career is over? I don't know. This is such a hot button topic. Oh, it, it absolutely and is. I think that we can. I think we can kind of hash this out here, though. Okay. I feel like if it's based on skill alone, that Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. I mean, I look at some of these other quarterbacks that are getting a chance to play in the NFL right now. And some of these, I mean, even those that have been playing for a few years, I mean, we've already talked about Mitchell Trubisky. We've talked about Jameis Winston. We've talked about, you know, these these rookies or these guys that are getting the first year chance to start and not doing that great. And you look at the option of them compared to Colin Kaepernick, and his skill level is probably slightly above theirs, or at least when he was playing. Obviously, it's been several years since he played. So I think teams are trying, they have to weigh that because you've got a guy who's been out of football for, what, three years now? Yeah. And he's been out of football for three years, so he is it's going to take a little bit for him to get him. He's not a, he's not football ready. He may be in football shape, but he's not ready to just get right back into the game, start making reads, know an offense and take your team to win. So teams have to weigh that plus the media circus is going to come along with signing a guy like that. Oh, it's going to come along. And be a huge part of it. Exactly. So, I mean, certainly there are t- I mean, there are teams that that would do it. I mean, there are teams that would that would be okay with bringing that in because either they don't care or they've got the infrastructure that can handle it. But I don't know if there's a team right now that needs a quarterback that would yeah. be willing to to give him a chance. Do I think that he's going to get a chance to play again? I mean, he'll probably get signed by a team at some point. But I don't know if he'll ever see the field again, barring injury. I mean, he's not going to be, he's not, I don't think he, that Colin Kaepernick is going to be signed to be a starter in the NFL. No, no, I think the starting days have long since passed him by. I think now we're talking uh, backup quarterback. And at this point, I think that there's this uh, almost like a righteous crusade to, to get him back into the NFL by some people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that realistically he ever restart. They just want him to be in the NFL for the sake of being in the NFL. Right. Um, and see, my problem with it, though, is that if Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick does not act like a person who is willing to do whatever it takes to get back into the NFL. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing skipping the NFL's pro day to go out there and do this, this other junk? Well, what was that? If you really wanted to play again, if this was important to you, Show up to the NFL's pro day they set up for you, man. What the heck? Absolutely. Go show up to it and put your skills on display and try. But he doesn't act like a person. He acts like a person where it's, it's more about him than about the team. And, you know, I do not like players where they're, they are more important than the team. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to be successful. Absolutely. Players. They, just, they just won't be. It's a coaching nightmare. I'm not going to put up with that. 
So, oh, for sure, that's how for sure. Well, I mean, we're seeing we we talked we've talked already about the issues that Cleveland's having with the personalities that they're bringing in and not having the structure of a coaching staff that can handle that kind of stuff around them. So, any team that that rolls the dice on Colin Kaepernick is you know, you're you're playing Russian roulette with the culture of your your football team, I feel like. Because all right, going going back to the whole issue with the national anthem, because that's that's kind of where his his deal came from. And obviously he was a good NFL player before that. Went to the Super Bowl. Maybe could have won that Super Bowl. I don't know. Uh but the whole National anthem, kneeling during the national anthem. When that whole came to light, that's when he kind of took the next level up. As far as being national fame and being being a newsworthy, and and he he almost had to because his play at that time uh, was totally under par. So, yeah, but do you think do you think the only reason he did that was because he sucked? You oh think no, 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 not at all. I'm not. That, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that nobody was going to be talking about him. Um, for his play at that point, um, he was only going to be talked about. I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking about this in general. He was only going to be talked about because of the off the field or the 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 national anthem issues. Um, but even at that point, even at that point, uh, it was it was it was about him. It wasn't about his team, and 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 it seemed to be at that point even where he was more concerned about that the political I'd, I'd, agree. I'd agree the 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 whole stand against whatever injustice he felt that he was standing for through that that was more important to him than his play on the field yeah it was more important to him than his the team that was around him now let's let's continue this though so let's say that i'm a football player in the nfl and i see something that I believe is a legitimate issue and I want to stand up for, you know, I believe in it. And maybe, maybe you disagree with me. Maybe say, no, that's not an issue that, that what you're standing up for is not right. But I believe that it is. How do you use your, any platform that you have to, to, to push that issue and to fight for it while still being a team player, while still being a guy who's willing to give whatever it takes to be uh, for his team? And that's a good question because I think that NFL players in the position that they're at on a national stage with people that are looking to them with people that are listening to them and whether that's whether we should or not I don't know that's just kind of the culture that we're we're in where these guys are on a national stage they're on TV every single week people are looking to them people are going to be listening to them and so I feel like if there is a a cultural or not a cultural issue but 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 some kind of social issue uh, that they can address the need to address and certainly I mean you see uh, whether it's uh, you know Christian players giving their testimony or being a part of some kind of mission work, um, I think they need to. I think that's important, but I don't think that it can interfere with your primary role as a player when it comes to game day. When it when it comes to the day that you're supposed to play, when it comes to the sixty minutes of football. Um, that's when, at that point, it's your job. You got to set all of that stuff aside, and and just play football. Certainly, pick it back up afterwards, 
Um, pick it back up all throughout the week as long as it's not hindering your practices, or your preparation for the game on Sunday. But when it comes to that day, just set it aside because at that point, I mean, you, you are taken away from your team. You're taken away from your teammates. Um, and, and it just you're putting the spotlight entirely on yourself and not because of your play on the field, but because of something else. And I think that he did that. I think that he did put the spotlight on himself, take it away from the rest of his team. And I think if anybody questioned him, it just to me it seemed a lot like he would start virtue signaling and be like, oh, how dare you question me about this? I mean, are you not mm-hmm. for this issue? And so it did, you know, shift the, you know, he would shift the spotlight onto himself and it would be about him. And if you dare question him, he'd make you out to be the bad guy. So Yeah, absolutely. And I just don't, and, I mean, that just day, I don't think he's a good player. No, and and I think that that is that's probably the main reason why it's been three years since he's played in the NFL, because the the risk of a media firestorm and all of the other issues that come along with him do not they they, they don't equal the reward that you get of a mediocre to worse football player right now so yeah I, I i'm 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 with you i think that he'll probably get signed at some point because i think some team's going to get so desperate that they're going to take somebody that you know can warm a bench spot and be there in case of an injury because we've seen so many quarterback injuries this year it won't that, it won't be a it won't be a well-run organization that does no this. it won't be if it does if it happens and i'm not convinced that it does happen if it does happen, it'll be one that's not well run. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, it'll be something to follow. Um, I mean, there were how many teams were supposed to be at the NFL Pro Day one? A dozen? Uh, uh, yeah, eleven or something like that. Several. So there were teams that were interested in him. Yeah. We don't know where that goes now with him totally, you know, blowing that off. But uh, we'll have to see. No, so. we're good. No, not at all. All right, well, that does it for our first segment. We're going to get into all of the games from Week 11. I've got the Sunday night game on in front of me right now. A rather forgettable one between the Bears and the Rams. And uh, first quarter, the Bears, go figure, just missed a field goal. Uh And uh, so it is scoreless. I mean, we (laughs) should have known. Should have known. I was watching. I, we haven't even gotten any of these games, and I I already feel like I need to rant, but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hold it in because I'm relaxed. Remember, we're relaxed yeah. tonight. We're re- relaxed. Relaxed. We're comfortable. We we're cozy. Some yoga, we're some yoga music playing in the background. Some real uh, <laughs> some real Avatar crap back there going on. Just like it's relaxed right now. We're chill. It's exactly Namaste. right. So Namaste. I'm not going to. But man, I was even watching college games yesterday, getting upset about kickers. I started ranting yeah. to my wife while we were watching a game yesterday. <laughs> I imagine she just, she just kind of rolls her eyes and is like, uh, okay, whatever. Basically, gives me the, mm-hmm, and uh, we move on. <laughs> so. You tell her, I don't need you to fix this. I just need to be heard. I need you to understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, she said that she's going to listen to this podcast. She still has it. <laughs> and I'm a little... 
I'm a little offended watch, by that. Watch. She will. She'll listen to this one just randomly. I know, her. right? Don't tell her. <laughs> I, fe- I felt I've been lulled into. Uh, uh, I've been lulled into to thinking that I'm safe. That my wife's not going to listen to this. I can say whatever I want, and uh, somebody so else much. you know will listen to it and then tell her. Yeah. Oh well, my mother listens to it. Hi, mom. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't tell his wife. All right, we're gonna go ahead. What? So don't tell his wife. Yes, please don't. All right, we're going to get into our next segment. Second and long, all the games of week 11. We had four teams on a bye this week. Green Bay, your pack. Mm -hmm. The Giants, Tennessee, and Seattle all on a bye. And uh, that just did in my – I thought it was going to do in my fantasy team four of my starters from those teams but it did not i look like i'm gonna pull this out so i'm thankful for that but we get into the first game of the week on thursday night cleveland and pittsburgh cleveland 21 pittsburgh seven what an ugly game and what, what a we thought this game so good what we thought that this look i was watching a lot of this game it was an ugly game to begin with all right just ugly. The way it was played, um, the I mean, Cleveland comes out, scores a touchdown on the first drive. It's the first game that the Steelers had given up a quarterback or a touchdown on the first drive. And then after that, it just went downhill. And it ended even uglier than it was played. Of course, we know the brawl between Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett at the end. And uh, just a short recap, the end there with eight seconds left, which is ridiculous to begin with. But Miles Garrett sacks Mason Rudolph, kind of slams him to the ground, a little extra on the end of that. Uh, At the bottom of the pile, they start going at it. Rudolph tries to take Garrett's helmet off. They get up. Garrett takes Rudolph's helmet off. And as he's being held back by a Steelers offensive lineman, Garrett, or excuse me, Mason Rudolph tries to go back after Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett then proceeds to use Mason Rudolph's helmet as a weapon and throw it or swing it at his head. And so, crazy thing. I've heard more people, former NFL players, current NFL players, say they've never seen anything like that before on the NFL field. So, that is, it's repercussions. Oh, it's Miles just crazy. Garrett. Oh, it was ridiculous. Miles Garrett suspended for the rest of this season, the playoffs, which I don't think matters. Uh, and then he has to meet with the NFL before he can be reinstated for next year. Um, Marquise Pouncey, the Steelers center, who kind of got into it with Garrett afterwards, defending his quarterback, suspended for three games. And then uh, one of the Browns' other defensive players suspended for two and fine, then fines all around for a lot of the teams and the players that were in it. So let me ask you this, all right? Then we're going to get into a little bit of this game. There's not much to talk about. Did the NFL get it right with its reaction and response to this whole mess? Uh, I think absolutely suspending him for the rest of the season. Uh, Absolutely right call. Um, It will be interesting to see if it goes even further than this. Um, mm-hmm. the, so what was the, it was a fine on Mason Rudolph or what did he end up getting? Did he get anything? Yes. He ended up getting he a fine. fine. Yeah. The fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he did start it, but geez, man. I mean, talk about going too far. So right? with the, with the, the three game suspension on your lineman, I thought that was about right for him going in mm-hmm. there and trying to kick the guy. But yeah, yeah. it was, 
I think they got it right with the Miles Garrett thing. I I could see it almost extending into next season, making it a mm-hmm. full a full season where he can't come back until what is this week uh, eleven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, week eleven. I can see him not coming back until week eleven of next year or something like that. I could see him going really? the whole entire. Yeah, I could see it being a full year. Yeah. Well, and it's he'll play again, but oh, he'll yeah, play again. He'll play year. again. But it, it's it's one thing to. I mean, there we see brawls all the time. We see scuffles. We see guys going after it, grabbing onto helmets, rolling around on the ground, but, even throwing like, punches. Thing, while hold on, hold on. Here, here's the thing, though. This is the first time I think the NFL has had to address something of this magnitude. So what they do now is going to set the the bar and the standard for how they address this going forward. So I think it's important that they get this right. Uh, if they mm-hmm. don't, uh, I mean, what's to say it's not going to happen again? They've got to be they've right. got to be extra stern on this. They got to come down pretty heavy handed on this to really send the message that this is completely unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Who knows what happens if he connects solidly with Mason Rudolph's head with that helmet? I mean, we could yeah. be having a completely different conversation right now about this. And mm-hmm. and you're right. I mean, it's it's not ever really happened before, so there's no precedent. And so they had to come up with something. And I think as strong as they could be, or as strong as they they as they needed to be, um, was definitely merited. Um, and it doesn't really matter. You just got to come out and you got to lay down the law, um, because that 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 there's no place for that in a, in an already violent game when they're trying to do so much to protect players. When a player commits tantamount to assault on the football field, that yeah. any of us, if we tried to do that on the street, we would be oh, yeah. sitting behind bars right oh, now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So we, we, you can't you can't just excuse that as part of the game. So, so I, I agree. I think, they, I think they got it right, and we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, for Cleveland, uh, we see they kind of have an upward trend against a tough Steelers defense. They've, Steelers defense has been playing good, but Cleveland, they were able to put it together enough to win this game. Baker's starting to look more like the quarterback we thought he was after last year. He has two uh, passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. And really the thing that I saw that impressed me about Baker in this was that he was able uh, to move out of the pocket and find open receivers even while he was getting pressured. So that was impressive for me. Chubb has 27 rushes, so they were just running it through him. Only one target because they got Cream Hunt involved. Six rushes, six catches on eight targets. So uh, Cleveland was able to put it together. Uh, for Pittsburgh, I am not feeling good about my hot take last well, week. Well, everybody got hurt. Like, everybody went down. And that's the thing. I, I was hoping, and I'm hoping that going forward, that if we get some of these players back on, on this longer week because of the Thursday game, that the offense could take, take, take a step forward. But you're right. We lost three starters on offense to injury in this game. Uh, Connor left in the first half with shoulder injury uh, after five rushes for 10 yards. Juju left in the second quarter with a concussion after two catches for 21 yards. Deontay Johnson, who's been the number two wide receiver so far. Was, uh, he was bleeding out of his ear. Is that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He left in the third quarter with concussion. And so because of that, Mason Rudolph was just lost out there. Down to the fifth and sixth wide receivers. He couldn't find anybody. Uh, he he had four interceptions. And honestly, he could have had more. I was watching where there were several throws. He threw it right to a Cleveland defender. And only because the guy had bricks for hands did he, and he dropped it, did, was it not a pick? So 
hopefully we can get health back. But if if these are lingering injuries, I don't think we've already had so much we've had to overcome on offense because of Ben going down and Mason coming in. I don't think we're going to be able to overcome that. And so we may still make the playoffs, but it'll be by the hair of our chinny-chin-chin, and I don't think there's any way that we're able to go ahead and, and win in the playoffs. So as much as I want to hold on to my hot take from last week, I don't I don't know if I see it coming through. It's hmm. fair. So, All right, what you got for the next game? Okay, uh, didn't see this one coming. Atlanta 29, <laughs> Carolina 3. What? <laughs> um... They hey, saw so, the problem. They didn't fire Dan Quinn, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or they fired the wrong Dan Quinn. One of the two. That's right. He, hey, he fired himself, remember? He fired himself. Yeah, He's not calling true. defense. That was the whole problem, apparently. That fixed their defense and their offense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, but hey, at least they know how to beat teams in the NFC South because they are undefeated when playing NFC South teams. Are they really? Yeah. My they beat goodness. the they beat the Saints and now they beat the uh, the Panthers. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I, the, the, the only other one was that win against the Eagles, and then uh, oh, yeah. so they're three and seven. So okay. hey, as long as they just and they got all that backloaded NFC South on their schedule. So what the heck? They play the Buccaneers Sorry. next. I bet you they win the, next week against the Buccaneers. Hey, it's possible. They're, hey, Atlanta they fans are currently ahead. They are ahead of the Buccaneers in the division. They're both three and seven, but they've won more divisional games. Hey, Atlanta fans, put away those paper. Put away those paper bags for now. Put them away. Yeah. Use them for groceries. The table, you don't need to wear them anymore. Run the table, baby. <laughs> but uh, so part of it though was Kyle Allen's fault because he looked atrocious. He threw four picks. Four mm. of them. Just not good against that, against, yeah. against that secondary too. Yeah. So Atlanta jumped out on him. I mean, it was twenty to nothing at halftime. It was just mm. they just got up so fast, and I mean, Carolina didn't score until the fourth quarter, and they scored a field goal. So yeah, it was it was not good. I think some of his picks came in the uh, came in the red zone too. So yeah, it was uh, it was no good, no bueno, just bad. Yeah, no bueno. Um, no bueno. Well, I think the biggest thing, the biggest impact from this, I think, is the fact that this is going to hurt the uh, Carolina Panthers. So they've lost two in a row now, and they are now sitting at five and five, which is a big deal because, I mean, if you wanted to try and get in, you needed to keep pace with the Vikings and the Seahawks. And I honestly, mm-hmm. I do not see anybody catching up to the Vikings or the Seahawks. So if you're sitting in the NFC East, nope. sorry, you're not making it unless you win that division. If you're sitting in the nope. uh, NFC South, you know those guys, those guys, sorry, you're not making it. You're not making you it division. at all. Well, you're not making it at all, yeah. You're, so, you're not making it at all. The Saints I are think, winning that division going away. I think today, I think even though it's early, I'm going to say that this officially knocked the Panthers out of playoff. It's just that loss today did. They're, yeah, they're I, w- I was going. I was going to bring that up when we got to the Vikings about about that. So I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't see. It's going to be really hard, especially with Kyle Allen uh, with no experience. I mean, he can do it. He's proved that he could do well already this year. And Christian McCaffrey obviously was still a beast in this game, but uh, it's going to be real hard for them to overcome that because now they're three games, two and a half games behind the Vikings. You're not going to three catch games the behind the Seahawks. 
Yeah, you're not going to catch him. It's too late. Nope. Yep. Yeah, I agree and with hey, that. Hey, remember we went over our picks or for playoffs? I said mm-hmm. the playoff picture would not change in the NFC. Yeah, you did. And so, and so far, that's staying true. Good. Still looks so far. good. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll see how that uh, shakes up at the end. You you can have something to lord over me. Mm-hmm. You get one thing right oh, for the year. Oh, oh, let's just wait until we get to Baltimore. <laughs> I knew that was coming up. Coming up. All right. Coming up down there. Dallas and Detroit. Dallas wins 35-27. A slow start for Dallas again. Uh, they couldn't quite put Detroit away for good until the end of this game. Uh, but for Dallas, the story, it was working through the air for them. Dak throws for 444 yards, three touchdowns. Um, the Lions kind of took away Amari Cooper in this game, but no problem. Michael Gallup has 148 yards. Randall Cobb has 115 and one. Uh, they have some issues running the ball, uh, but it really doesn't matter because it was working through the air. And honestly, you can beat the Lions any way that you want to. So whatever's working for you at that point. Uh, for Detroit, they still have no Matthew Stafford. He's still injured uh, day-to-day. We'll see what happens this week if he comes back to practice. Uh, it's kind of impressive in that case that they were able to keep it close with Je- uh, Jeff Driscoll as two touchdowns in this. Uh, an old Alabama uh, running back makes an appearance, both Scarborough and uh, Detroit's running game is just its a revolving door. Just, they're just bringing somebody else into the stable, somebody that's warm that can breathe and can run, hold a football and run down the field. Um, so not much to take away from them. We had hopes for the Lions at the beginning of the year. That was a long time ago. But now they've just dropped down at the end of the division, and it's just going to be between them and the Bears to see who can stay off the bottom of that division. Um, so let's talk about Dallas then just for a second. Yeah. They won today. We'll get to the Eagles game. Eagles uh, lose, obviously. So Dallas is uh, now uh, a game up in that division. Um, will they be able to keep pace ahead of Philadelphia? Uh, so here's my take on this. I think Philadelphia is a second half of the season team. I think that mm-hmm. they are geared, if they start getting pieces back on offense, because their defense is good. They held the Patriots to 17 points. They have a good defense. Yeah, I, so they are, if they it's could been just spotty this year. If they could just get their offense back together, I think that they can make a serious run at the end of the season. Because the problem is if they could somehow sneak out a win next week against the Seahawks, they are sitting pretty. Because mm-hmm. they got the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Cowboys, the Giants left. There's only one yeah. team, I mean, I guess the Cowboys. All the rest of the teams, the, the Dolphins, the Redskins, the, the Giants, and they play the Giants twice, they all have losing records. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking a 2 and 8 yeah. team, a 1 and 9 team, a 2 and 8 team. They are built to make a run at the end of the season. So, whereas Man. the Cowboys got to play the yeah, Patriots, the Bills, the Rams, and the Eagles, the Bears. They're only easy games. Yeah, the Bears aren't easy. I mean, they can put up a fight. Not, yeah, because you got to play their defense. I mean, your uh-huh. their offense is the is only thing is, the Cowboys but... get is the Redskins at the very last game, whereas the Eagles play the Giants yeah. the last game. So, right. I bet you, I bet you that come December twenty second, that is a Sunday, right? December twenty second. Mm-hmm. 
I bet you that sucker is flexed to the Sunday night game. There's no oh, way that's not a, a prime right. time game. I mean, that that game right there, that could be for the division. That's, that could absolutely be the division win right there. That's going to be very, Man. very important. So, well, yeah, it'll, Philly, it'll, it'll come Philly's down for the last couple, this last run here. Just make it through the Seahawks. Man, yeah. I mean, because if Philly makes it through the Seahawks, you get the Cowboys and Patriots this coming Sunday. Oof, man, they could be they could be tied going into December for that division. It's gonna be it's gonna be a race to the finish because it will have to be whoever wins the division. There's not a chance. No, there's no that chance one to get another next wild card. Obviously, yep. exactly. And uh, so I think right. it, okay, very well, real possibility though that both teams mm-hmm. lose this next week, which leaves them still. One game back yeah. with an easier schedule for the rest of the season. So mm-hmm. Eagles, they can get it done. Yeah, yeah, they kept it close despite some hiccups here and there. So we'll it'll be interesting to see, and we'll obviously we'll we'll talk about their game here in just a minute. All right, Jacksonville and Indianapolis. All right, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. We had the return of Nick Foles, a rather forgettable return of Nick Foles. <laughs> And moving on. Um, yeah. Well, so Marlon Mack ran all over Jacksonville. Just destroyed him. He ended up going out in the third quarter with a, with an injury. But, I mean, before that, this guy was rushing for like 140 yards, something like that, through three quarters. It was uh, Weren't we just talking about how one. Jacksonville's defense was back a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Well, apparently. <laughs> they have left the building. Yeah, they left the building again. I, I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was pretty forgettable. He only threw for 148 yards, but it didn't matter because Marlon Mack ran for 109 yards. Jonathan Williams then comes in and runs for 116 yards. They, they just shredded them on the ground. So mm. it just didn't matter. Uh, Nick Foles aired it out 47 times uh, for almost 300 yards and two touchdowns. But, I mean, nothing was going on with the rushing game. And, uh, yeah. It's so, like I said, Jacksonville doesn't want to take anything, so they're piddling out. No, and and they were one of the teams that you had kind of put on the bubble for the AFC playoff picture, and that they had to get hungry, they had to want it, they had to play hard. They don't, they don't want it. Yeah, hungry. they don't. They're they're in that same category as the Titans, and obviously the Tennessee was on a bye this week. So, um, so for the Colts, all right. Let's talk about the Colts just for a second. They're currently in line for the sixth wild card. Mm. Um, or they're, wait, they're wait, wait, no, wait. I'm sorry, they're winning their division right now. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So it's the Raiders or the, the uh, Bills and then uh, I think the Raiders. The Raiders, yep. In the line are- for the wild card. Do. Do the Colts make it to the playoffs? Yes. I said they would. I said they'd make it over the Texans. Okay. I think the Colts are the more complete team. Uh, Texans are not. Texans play games close. Texans don't have a very good defense. Uh, Colts have, I mean, hopefully Marlon Mack is okay. Uh, they got a running mm-hmm. game. Jacoby Brissett, uh, I think he's good enough to get it done. They're going to get, remember, they don't have T.Y. Hilton right now. So their number right. one wide receiver is going to be coming back. They've got a solid defense. I think that the Colts are still going to win this division. 
Yeah. I don't. I don't have any reason to to disagree with you there, especially the way Houston looked today against Baltimore. Um, so oh, you know what's bad? Yeah. I thought that game was going to be close. Oh, oh, was I, I did too. Wrong. I thought was it was going to be a great wrong. game. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get to that game in just a minute. Buffalo and Miami. Buffalo wins thirty-seven to twenty. So much for Miami's win streak. Now, uh, now we're just tanky again, but not for Tua. Uh, poor Tua going down this week for Alabama, gone for the rest of the season. Uh, this off topic, but do you think oh, he come comes on. back next Burrow, year? Burrow is yeah. Oh, definitely, anyway. yeah. They're tanking for Burrow yeah, now. But do you think Tua comes back next year? Uh, he has to see where he's at with this injury uh, come the uh, – come about – no, I mean, you got to get ready for the combine. How long is he out? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I haven't turned the rest of the season. Yeah, it's just rest uh, of the season, and then he's supposed to have surgery tomorrow. Hmm. Wait and see. It depends on how the surgery goes and his recovery time. Yeah. It would be interesting to see. I don't know. I've come, I'm kind of of the mind that he will probably come back, unless he's spooked into thinking that he's going to get injured again and he just needs to get into the NFL and get paid. So we'll see. But anyway, for Miami, you thought that you could beat Buffalo on the ground. That's been the name of the game, beating Buffalo the past couple of weeks, uh, running the ball against them. Not so much for Miami. 23 yards on 13 attempts. So that didn't work. But through the air, Fitzmagic is 323 yards, but no touchdowns. Buffalo's secondary is the real deal. Uh, And that's about it for Miami. There's not much to say about them. Um... They're going to stay at the bottom of the NFL, get a high draft pick, and continue on that rebuild, and we'll see what happens with them. But for Buffalo, oh, this is what magic. I... It's magic. Too good to be a backup, too bad to be a starter. <laughs> uh, do you think he stays there, regardless of who they bring in, or does he go and find the ninth team to be a part of? He should stay there. He at least can start there. I would think so. I'd stay there. Hey there. Be the starter. He's, look, he's a good quarterback. He's a he's a he's a real team guy. Unlike that other quarterback we we're talking about at the very beginning, he's a real team guy, and he brings all this energy. And he just makes it fun, and that's the perfect guy to build a young team around, mm-hmm. and and to get these draft picks to uh, to shore up the other parts of your your team and build around this guy who's fun, and then you know replace him with uh with your uh your future quarterback. In like, you know, a year or two, that's what I would do. Yep. If I was in charge I of the Dolphins, that. that's what I would do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Keep him on there. Let him be somebody that can, that can lead and train this new quarterback coming in. Uh, for, for Buffalo, it's a get right game. And honestly, for me, I said this last week. I was worried about them. I was nervous about them. Uh, we, we didn't put much doubt into whether or not they were going to make the playoffs when we talk about our playoff. Uh, the playoff picture a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but after the last couple of weeks, I was getting nervous. They needed a get-right game, and Miami always obliges. Uh, Josh Allen was an absolute beast in this game. 256 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, seven rushes for 56 yards, and one rushing touchdown. Who has two thumbs and started him in his fantasy team? This guy right here. If Josh Allen can lead this team offensively? Because I honestly, I feel like that's the question mark on this team. 
is Josh Allen beating the leader, making the decisions, um, carrying the offense. If he can do that, they can continue to compete at a high level. They're they're finding a run game in Devin Singletary, John I Brown. Don't think, I just don't think that Josh Allen can do that week in and week out. I don't think he can. <clears throat> not only that, not only that, but we're talking about Miami, right? We're not talking about a good. Oh, team. I know. I, I look. We're I'm not talking about. This we ain't is talking what about the Patriots. We ain't talking about the. No, Chiefs. I agree. We ain't talking about it like that. We're talking about the Dolphins. So yeah, homie has. But a this good is day what they should have done. This is what but, they I mean, should have done. I'm not saying that Josh Allen's going to go out and defensively. I don't. Whatever. I'm not saying he's going to go out and throw three touchdowns against every team every single week. Uh, but this is if we wanted to see improvement then we needed him to have a big game against a team he should have had a big game against. If he'd have come out and been flat like they had been the past two weeks, I would have continued to have been worried. This makes me feel a little bit better that maybe it was just a little bit of a fluky thing. Um, so for me, it makes me feel better about Buffalo. They're, at this point, I, I feel pretty confident that they're going to get into the playoffs, no doubt, uh, just because of some of these other teams kind of wallowing around mediocrity and being inconsistent. So we'll see what happens uh, with Buffalo. All right. Now I know you've been waiting to do this all night. So what what are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? (laughs) Tell me. I'm talking about how the train has left the station. Hey, no, no, it's too late for you to get on the train. It's too late. The high train has gone. We don't want you anymore. We don't need you anymore. You're dead to us. Train left the station. So stop trying to convince me. What? I said, so stop trying to convince me. Oh, I don't have to convince you. You you know in your heart of hearts, you know that the Baltimore Ravens are the truth this year. You know Lamar Jackson's the guy. But no, you want to give me yourself otherwise, that's fine. You're lying to yourself. Lie to yourself, Jason. 41-7. How's that sound? Over the Texans. Yeah. Okay. Okay, whatever. So, uh, Texans, I don't know what the heck that was, but talk <laughs> about laying an egg. Talk about an egg. My goodness. A Texans um, fan told me earlier this week that they felt like they needed to come on the podcast and defend their team. I told them there is no need because <laughs> there's nothing to defend after this week. <laughs> oh, no, there's not. The trash. <laughs> um. Okay, so much so, for them no, playing it close. Yeah, no, and that's just it. That's just it. Like, I thought that. I mean, I even I like I said, I play that game at work where we pick against the spread, and mm-hmm. I said, no, Houston's going to cover this because they like playing everything close. Oh, no, this was a huge blowout. So the pass interference was pretty blatant on. Um, yes, on Hopkins. On Hopkins, he's not Hopkins. He's the he's the What's the race from Avatar? The thingies, the big blue thingies. Uh, I I know not. Oh, I've not ever seen whatever. that movie all the way through. Actually, okay. Well, he looks just like one of those things. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, no. Go look it up. He is a freaking blue thing from Avatar. <laughs> exactly the same. Is that? That's what we're classifying. That that's that's the scientific name for them, eh? Yes, the frickin' blue things. Uh, <laughs> frickin' blue thingicus. 
a fricacus blue thingicus. <laughs> that is what he is. He's a fricacus blue thingicus. All right. Um, no, no, it was a pretty bad. It was a pretty blatant interference. It was bad. But uh, yeah, didn't get called. Too bad they could have had a touchdown there. Or at least had it at the one yard line. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I'm the hype train rolls on, man. And it's kind of funny because I was watching the the highlights of it, and I watched Lamar Jackson make a run, and I was like, "Wait, is this highlight from this week or last week?" Because it looked exactly the same. Um, he's just mm. out there making dudes miss. Um, so he went out there. He played well. He didn't score on that run, which is too bad. But other than that, uh, he just ran all over him. He threw all over him. Lamar Jackson's the truth. Um, hype train rolls on. He only had 222 yards passing, but I mean, he's through for four touchdowns. Yeah. Pretty incredible. I'm not going to say anything about Lamar, but I do want to ask you this because huh? of what we saw. Um, was it last week they played the Patriots or two weeks ago? Uh, who did they beat last week? I think they beat the Patriots. It was two weeks last... ago. It was two weeks ago because weeks ago? Dallas was on Sunday night last week. Who did night. they crush last week? They're crushing so many people, I lose count. I know, right? Cincinnati, I think. Anyway, after what we saw yeah, two weeks ago, is Baltimore well, the team to beat in the AFC? Yes. They have scored in the last three weeks, they've scored 37 points, 49 points, and 41 points. Yeah. What a turnaround. And their defense is all of a sudden starting to play good, which was the question earlier this year. The defense has played well, especially against the Texans, too, because that's not a sorry yeah. offense. That's a good no, offense. not at all. No, yeah, with Deshaun Watson, who's been in the MVP conversation. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, it was well done. Say that. And yeah, I agree with you. Here's the thing, though. I agree with you. I think Baltimore is the team to beat because New England struggled tonight against Phil- or this afternoon against Philadelphia. Against I think Philadelphia has a good defense. Yeah, it's rebounded. So, it's it's rebounded, but it's. I I'm not going to say that it's great by any means, um, especially their secondary. But I mean, they couldn't do anything against. Consistently, they couldn't do anything against um, the Eagles' secondary. So I agree. I think Baltimore's the uh, so check this the out. team to beat in the AFC. The Ravens have beat the Texans, who are potentially a playoff team. They mm-hmm. beat the Patriots, who are a playoff mm-hmm. team. They beat yep. the Seahawks, who are a playoff team. They beat the Steelers close. I don't think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, but they're they can be a decent team. But then they did end up they did lose to the the Chiefs in a, in a close game. So mm-hmm. they are hanging or just flat out beating playoff caliber teams. The Ravens are good, and we don't want you on yeah, the hype hate train. Hate to see it. <laughs> we don't want to see you on the hype good, train because I. My ticket is getting gathering dust on a shelf somewhere, so you don't have to worry about it. It was a good-looking ticket. It was a good-looking ticket. It was a yeah. good-looking ticket. Yeah. Whatever. Denver and Minnesota. What a comeback. What a yeah. comeback. Uh, this Minnesota one I did wins. not like seeing. I know. Minnesota wins 27-23. to 23. You know how much this Down- would have helped the Packers if – Minnesota had lost this. Oh, I know. They're keeping pace with them. Now, they're still, what, a game behind? Annoying. Yeah, it's annoying, though. 
Minnesota comes back after being down 20 at half. That snaps an 87-game losing streak of teams that were down by 20 points at halftime. That's pretty crazy. Mm. And it it all comes down to Captain Kirk. He put the team on his shoulder. He brought them all the way back. Because in the first half, they were a completely different team. It was a tale of two halves for them. Seven drives in the first half, five punts, two three and outs, all of those drives, less than six plays, and two, the other two drives, ended in fumbles. And then they came back out after halftime, and they were a completely different team. After they had managed less than 50 total yards in the first half, the Vikings come out and are on fire. Cousins finishes with 319 yards, three touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, five for 121 and one. Uh, Denver, they took down Cook away, but it didn't really matter because they were just getting torched through the air. Uh, Denver's D was swarming Minnesota in the first half, and it totally changed in the second half. Uh, Minnesota just came out, and they were not going to be denied. Denver, and on both sides of the ball, again, uh, Denver managed one field goal in the second half. Um, so I think we, we already said this, but I, I've got it written down, so I'm just going to ask it again. Does this seal Minnesota as a, as a playoff team in the NFC? Absolutely. I said, I, think, sealed, I said they were sealed as a playoff team three weeks ago. Right. But you, there's always room for some wiggle room in the next couple of uh, – in the few weeks after that. But now that we're a few weeks behind that, we're still seeing teams like the Panthers staying right around 500. I agree. I think this pretty much seals that they're going to make it in. Um, it's just the the Denver. It just ah. Oh. I mean, okay, Minnesota was supposed to win this. They were absolutely supposed to win, right? Um, and they did win, but Denver had the chance to get the ball in the end zone, but they had the terrible, terrible, terrible clock management. They uh, they're whoever that quarterback is they got now i can't even keep up with them uh he runs it to the three yard line or something like that and he gets down Mm -hmm. there's 30 seconds on the clock they wasted 20 seconds just kind of wandering around trying to figure out what they were doing and for some reason minnesota took a timeout at 10 seconds but Hmm. they wasted all that time it wasn't they didn't even turn it over on downs it wasn't fourth down it was third down, and there's two seconds left because they wasted so much time. Just terrible clock management. And they couldn't put the ball in the end zone in three plays from the three-yard line. They should have won that game, but they did because they just Andy readed that clock. <laughs> uh, don't be salty. Don't be salty. Minnesota's a good team. Hey, it really would have helped is all I'm saying. That really would have helped us. <laughs> but, Sorry, buddy. Whatever. All right. Jets in Washington. Jets in Washington. New York Jets, 34. Washington, 17. Uh, yeah, it was pretty darn one-sided the entire game. Uh, Washington sucks. Jets are only slightly better. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Didn't you say that Washington was the best team out of the winless and one-loss teams a few weeks ago? I probably did. <laughs> you want to take that back? Well, I mean, they're better than the Bengals. 
Like, oh, absolutely. Everybody's better yeah. than the Bengals right now. Mm-hmm. And mm. I apologize, Miami. I'm sorry. You guys are light years <laughs> well, ahead. Because of we're not the saying they're the worst team. <laughs> Miami. Well, I said that they were going to go winless at one point. Yeah, well, I did too. Well. Oh, well. Yeah, Jets are better <laughs> than Redskins. I don't, I don't know what else to say besides that. I mean, Sam Darnold, I hope to see you get better, man. Uh, he had a good day. I mean, he went out there and threw for four touchdowns. Uh, didn't see any ghosts, so that's a good thing. Levon Bell. No, he did not. Uh, he had uh, 59 yards and a touchdown, so nothing spectacular. But Ryan Griffin had a great day, 109 yards. Mm-hmm. Touchdown. Yeah. All right, New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Identical score of the game before this, New Orleans 34, Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, except this one could have went the other way. Yes. Earlier. Well, that's what What's I was just crazy. about to say. This I don't, I don't want to steal your game. thunder here. I don't want to steal your thunder. But Jameis Winston, I saw both Jameises. I saw the one <laughs> who looks great sometimes. And then I saw the one that looks like he's playing with a blindfold on. I saw both of them. And it was weird. Uh, he is. When they made it 17 to 20-something, they were down by mm-hmm. 10, 17, 27 or something like that. Yeah. He was looking great. And then after that... It went to blindfold Jameis, and then it was just kind of, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You suck. I forgot about that. Yeah. He is, he is the epitome of a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. I mean, week to week, or in this case, in the middle of a game, he'll just switch, and you have no idea what you're going to get. Uh, Did you so, so let's talk about New Orleans first. O. They Howard. Have... Did you see that throw, that, that pick that was off of O.J. Howard? It hits O.J. Howard in the hands. It bounces and shifts. It goes to his back. He's trying to pin it against his back, but it popped up, and then the Saints guy intercepted it. Just the most ridiculous-looking interception you've seen. So that wasn't really Jameis' fault? No, that one wasn't. Okay. I don't think Uh, that is an interception or a fumble. Anyway, for New Orleans, they haven't lost back-to-back games in three years. You know, Sean Payton fires those guys up after they look terrible. And, and they make sure that every one of us knows that last week against Atlanta was just a fluke. And uh, again, this could have been a trap game for them. They could have come out. They could have, again, kind of just expected to roll through Tampa Bay and gotten beat by the good Jameis, but they didn't. And for New Orleans, everything was working. Drew Brees, 228-3. Kamar comes out and looks good, 13 for 75. Michael Thomas, 8 for 114 and 1. Let me ask you this. Where does Michael Thomas rank in the best wide receivers in the league? I mean, high. He, he's set some kind of record for most consecutive games with, what is it, over 50 yards or, I don't know, mm-hmm. 100, something, something like that. He's, he's doing well. He's up there with, I like comparing him to probably Evans and Godwin just because both teams air out the ball so much. Uh, he's, he's ranks very high. That sounds like a very big understatement too, but I was going to say, is he, is he top? I mean, obviously he's top 10, top is five, he top five. He's top five for I'd sure. Top five. Yeah. Is he top three? Who do you, who would you put Devontae. above him? A healthy Devonte Adams is really good. But he hasn't had the stats this year. 
I think I'd take Michael Thomas above Devontae Adams. I mean, uh, you got Julio, Adams DeAndre Hopkins. A, see, okay, see, here's the thing, though. I think Julio is the most talented wide receiver in the league. Um, mm-hmm. I take him. He is my number one. Other than that, Hopkins, but he hasn't really had a chance to show it that much this year, has he? I guess I haven't paid a lot of attention to him this year. I know they wrote all those year, stats really. that he was going to achieve at the beginning of this year, and he hasn't really done much right. with it. Mm-mm. Pure talent. So we're saying he's, he's, he's definitely top three. So you would say Julio Hopkins Thomas. Which leaves out, I mean, Adams. It's to me, it's kind of just out. It's in flex. It's interchangeable. I don't know. I think I think that he's probably the best wide receiver that we don't talk about enough. I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't think I don't think we talk. I think he's the 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 best, most underrated, um, of of those top wide receivers. We don't talk about him enough. Because he's so consistent, and because he's he's just quiet, he goes about his business, he does his thing. He's not flashy, and uh, he does just what he needs to do. Uh, for Tampa Bay, we talked about Jameis going back to his old self. Uh, Three thirteen, two touchdowns, four picks, two out of five drives in the first half, and in picks. And like you said, after he brought them back within ten points, the last two possessions of the game end in picks. One of them's a pick six. Um, you can't expect to be able to win this league if you can't take care of the ball, and that's James's biggest problem. He can't take care of the ball. He fumbles, he throws picks, and that's why he needs to be relegated to be a backup quarterback in this league. So, we talked about the team to beat in the AFC. Does this take the Saints back to the top uh, of the NFC as the team to beat? Oh, I'm sorry, who did they beat? <laughs> Was it an important I'm not team? talking about who they beat or how they beat them. Was I'm just asking. Team? Now that they've bounced back after looking bad against New Orleans or against Atlanta, does this make them the team to beat again? No. No and yes. Because, I mean, the three teams to beat are all going to play each other. Well, they're not all going to play each other. Uh, they will. The, the 49ers play both of the teams. They both play the Packers and they play the New Orleans. You won't know who the team to beat is until this next two weeks is done. Right. Packers and 49ers this coming week. And then I believe it's the 49ers mm-hmm. and Saints the week after that. That'll tell you everything you need right. to know. I think there's a three-way tie for the team to beat between the Packers, the Saints, and the 49ers. You'll find out after that. Yeah. And I'm also going to yeah. give room. I'm going to give room for one of these other teams to get red hot towards the end of the season. I'm not going to count out Seattle. And then uh, I'm not going to count out the Vikings. I think either one of them could get red hot and become the team to beat. I'm not going to go by your record. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I can respect that. I can agree with that. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Well, tell us about those 49ers in their game today. So the 49ers, they, uh, they played it close to a well-playing Kyler Murray. He, the, Man. The guy played well. He really <laughs> did. He's looking really good. I like the, they called the, the touchdown he ran for. The announcer, I think it was on CBS, called it the Murray Scurry. I like that. I thought that was, I, thought that was <laughs> I like it too. So he, he Murray Scurried for a, for a TD in there. And then he went out there and they aired it out. Now, 
man, San Francisco, oh, I really want them to lose it because it helped the Packers, obviously. But they stood a really good chance at losing this because they were down. They were down 15 to 10 at halftime. Right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, 16 to 10 at halftime. And uh, they just ended up scoring 19 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, there was some mm-hmm. clutch stuff going on there with Jimmy G at the end of this game. Uh, so Kyler Murray, he went out there and he only had 150 passing yards, which is really, really not good. How about we just put it that way? <laughs> no. Uh, he, uh, now he had 33 attempts and 24 completions, but we've seen this all year with him. Is It's the dink and dunk, the, mm-hmm. uh, the release, the safety valve stuff that he, that he checks down with. And so yep. he'll have a ton of completions. Whereas, I mean, you look at anybody else, I guarantee you, you look at anyone else in the league right now who had 24 pass completions in the game, they probably have double his yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he only had 150. So not great. The problem is, remember how I was, uh, I was complimenting the Arizona Cardinals and their offensive line because I said they must have a great offensive line because literally anybody can come in here and run for 100 yards with these guys? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on now because their running back backfield is in such flux that it, it's just trash, and I stay totally away from that. <laughs> it's pure trash. Kenyon Drake, I mean, I guess he's okay. He's not the great thing that everybody wanted to say he was after one week. He's just no. okay. And then you got Edmonds out there who's been hurt for too long. I don't even know what's happening with David Johnson. <laughs> Do you even I want to even talk know. about this now? No. Well, I'm on the, okay, I'm about one step away from just dropping this fool and saying, <laughs> no, get off my team. Get off my fantasy team. I don't need you or want you anymore. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury just hates David Johnson. I, I, I don't swear. think he's fully healthy. I don't think he's fully healthy. I think that's part of it. He's never fully healthy. Uh, I think, I think Cliff Kingsbury just hates this guy for some reason and just does not want him on the field, which is why I'm sticking with my hot take that David Johnson is going to be traded away before the season's over. Mm. He gone. He's going to go to the Patriots. Well, he can't go before the season's over. Oh, that's right, because trade line is already up. Uh, but yeah. he'll, okay, it's fine. He'll be out of there next season. Before next season. He's, yeah, before yeah. next season, he's going to be gone. Guarantee it. 49ers, you won. Good job. Cardinals are a better team than their record shows, or or at least they're a very scrappy team. Uh, yes. Yeah, scrappy is the way I would say. Uh, the Cardinals are a very scrappy team, so good job hanging with a scrappy team to the 49ers. 49ers continue to get it done, and it'll be interesting now to see how they perform against the Packers. Uh, let me look up. I don't want to say this stat without backing it up. I want to say that they... Uh, how many above 500 teams have they beat? Okay, the Seahawks, they lost to in overtime. And other than that, okay, they did beat the Panthers when they were above 500. But other than that, they've only beat teams that are below 500. Right. They have one single win against an above 500 team, and that was against the Panthers, who are kind of like we said, that middling 500 team. So. It's going to be good to see this game against the Packers. This will be a fantastic game, and you're going to have a much clearer picture of where everybody stands after this next game for San Francisco. 
Now, San Francisco also needs to pay attention and be prepared for this one because the winner of this game, Packers and 49ers, will have the number one seed in the NFC. So it's a big game for the 49ers. They better come ready to play. Uh, the 49ers... The, that's uh, the, and that's the Sunday night game next week. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they got flexed. It's, it's going to yeah. be a fantastic game. Uh, Jimmy G, uh, he threw for a whole, whole ton of yards. Uh, but I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that they strike me as a pass first team. I think they're more of a play good defense team, and they're gonna. Uh, I I guess I take it back. I don't know if it's gonna be low scoring or high scoring. I, I don't know. It'll just be a good game next week. I'll just say that. I feel like the Forty ers are. Uh, we will beat you any way that we can or need to. Kind yes, of that's that's a that's a very good way to put it. Now remember, Kyle Shanahan and Matt Lafleur were buddies, and he, Matt Lafleur was under worked with Kyle Shanahan. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting to see. I wonder how much of the the looks and the formations and stuff will be the same because they're coming from that that same coaching tree. I guess is it the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, or did he sit underneath someone? I don't know. Either way, it it'll probably be yeah, it'll be a good sure. game to watch. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a great game. Look forward to that. Now, game. did you see? Did you see Debo Samuel's catch that he made? Mm-mm. I thought Michael Gallup had the best catch of the week, or maybe the season. No, Debo Samuel went out there and made just the most ridiculous circus catch I've seen this season. Really? Yeah, look that baby up. Yep, gotta look that baby up. It was right. fantastic. I'll definitely look that up. All right, Cincinnati and Oakland. Oakland wins 17-10. to 10. Oakland stays in the playoff hunt by winning this game. They do enough. Um, you'd like to see a little bit more against the winless Bengals. Um, but for Oakland, again, it, it's enough. And really, the recipe for winning for them is Josh Jacobs all day long. Yep, and, we've been saying and, it. Mm-hmm. You give it to Josh Jacobs, you let him do his thing, and you do enough. And David or Derek Carr has 292 yards, a touchdown, and interception, so he did enough, and that's why they won this game. Uh, for Cincinnati, there's nothing really to speak of. Honestly, there's not much that you can say about them right now. Starting a rookie quarterback in Ryan Finley after you bench Andy Dalton, uh, A.J. Green still not on the field. Uh, Joe Mixon is starting to look a little bit better as the year has progressed, and honestly, if you got a rookie quarterback that has any chance of developing – for the rest of his NFL career or for your team, you need a running game like that, um, but not much there. So my only question from this game is on the Cincinnati side of the ball. Does Cincinnati get a win this year? Who do they play? All right, let me pull it up here. Cincinnati, their remaining six games, they play the Steelers this next week, I then they lost. play the Jets, then they play the Browns, Patriots, Dolphins and Browns. Ooh, so they benefit Dolphins. from having the Jets, the Browns twice, and the Dolphins. But we have said repeatedly they are the worst team in the league. I know, but they got to at least stand, have like a thirty-three percent chance to beat the Jets or the Dolphins, right? You would think so. They play the Jets at home, the Beng- or the Dolphins on the road. Man, they gotta win one. It's hard to go zero and sixteen. There's not a lot. That's of teams what I'm that thinking. That's why I think they're gonna get a win in there. 
watch yeah. it. it ends up being this next week against the Steelers. <laughs> you just jinxed it. I know it, didn't I? They'll they uh, will get a win because it is it is legitimately hard to go zero and sixteen. I mean, it has is. some pride. They'll get one. Yeah, uh, I think they will too. So uh, we'll we'll see where it comes in there. But it's Bengals the, fans, you've the got Lions, a little bit of hope. We're, we're trying to give you a little hope. Lions and the Dolphins are the only two teams to go zero and sixteen, right? Well, I know the Lions did. I don't know about the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins did too. You know what? I think you're right. I think I remember that being right. So, all right. Tell us about this last game of the day, New England, Philadelphia. Well, rematch of Super Bowl, whatever it was, 52, 51, something like that. 50 51, something. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think it's 51 too. Because uh, this year's 53. So it would have been two years mm-hmm. ago. Yep, 51. Well, New England won uh, 17 to 10. Uh, there was a defensive battle. It reminded me a lot of actually the Super Bowl this last year uh, mm-hmm. against the Rams. It was just a, a possession game where everybody punted. The Philadelphia oh Eagles did not score in the second half. Did nothing. It was bad. They didn't get uh, the Of course, the Patriots, they went into halftime, made the adjustments they needed to make, and then they came back out and they won the game. Um, so good on them. I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady, he was pressured a lot in this game. The uh, he was on just he was running for his life the first half. Uh, they made the necessary adjustments, I think, uh, where he didn't have to face as much pressure in the in the second half. Mm-hmm. But the the Eagles have a legitimately good defense. And I know I said that earlier. Just gonna say it again. They're a built for the for this last little sprint of games here where they're gonna try and get it done. And I think that the Eagles are gonna be able to do it, even though they lost today. Other than yeah. that, uh, the Miles Sanders I thought looked explosive whenever he touched the ball. I mean the stat line, I guess looking at it now, didn't really show it, but he looked he looked pretty good. Now they did just sign Jay Ajayi, but he obviously didn't see the field yet. Uh they're not just gonna roll him right out. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah. He just rode the paper, didn't show up there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Other than Which that, New England, I mean, New England's run defense is, is, their defense just in general is really good. So it was going to be hard for for Philadelphia to get anything going. And they had a couple of times, they had some pass plays going down the field, but my goodness, they just got killed by drops again. Old, old Brickhands yeah. Aguilar. No dropped. joke. No at, at least what I was joke. watching. And this is not even talking about the touchdown that he dropped. Yeah, the touchdown. I mean, that was that was going to be a hard catch. It was. But, it was funny watching all the people in the background because they yes. all it hit him in the <laughs> hand, and they yeah. all started going, "Oh!" Like it was a touchdown, and then they all yeah. kind of went, "Oh!" Back down, it was like a wave going up <laughs> and then back down. Everybody getting on their feet, and then collapsing back into their seat, going, "Oh, you yep. missed it." Yeah. Uh, Zach yeah, Ertz was- looked fantastic, though. Oh, absolutely. He was out there. Making catches, he's about the only thing they had going for him, which is impressive because that's kind of Bill Belichick's thing. He takes away your your number one option, and to me, he's their number one option right now. Hey, so, hey you know how we got in that argument earlier about whether you take Dak or Wentz? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Wentz, you fed the ball into just the tightest windows he could possibly have fed it into. 
he went up there against this Patriots defense, and he was making incredible throws. Uh, he only had he was only 50% completion. He only had 214 yards. I get it, but the the throws he was making was just out of this world. He he had to. I mean, he had to though, because if he wasn't hitting people in the hands and having them drop it, you know, he had to, <laughs> he had to feed it in somewhere. Right. And, uh, he did, and it, it, most of the time it was like a uh, it was like a seam route to to um, to Ertz. And just mm-hmm. there was there was nothing there. There was no room, and yet somehow he got the ball in. Yeah. So yeah, hats impressive. off to you, Wentz. You were good a very job. good quarterback. Good job, Wentz. Wentz is better than that. If you say so. That does it for all the games in week 11 of the NFL season. Let's move on to our next segment. Hi. Third and three. And in honor of the Royal Rumble that took place in Cleveland on Thursday night. We thought we'd have a little fun with 3rd and 3 today. And instead of trying to be analytical or professional or try to give you some information that you actually think that you need to help you with your NFL fandom, we're going to go ahead and talk about three NFL players, current NFL players, that we'd like to have along for a brawl. We're going to get into it. If it's going to be knockdown, drag out on the field, we're going to go to town. What three players do we want to have along for a brawl? So I'm going to go first. Is that okay? Can I go first? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. You've earned so it. I'm going to go it's first. Fan, you've earned it. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. We've taken our lumps over the head quite literally. Um, so I've got three players that I would like to have along with me for a brawl. So I'll, I'll explain why, and then uh, I'll let you uh, comment on them, and then give me yours, all right? So I feel like this first one is pretty obvious uh, because he has been named one of the dirtiest players in the NFL of all time. Uh, he's going to stomp on you while you're down, and that's Mr. Indomitian Sue. I feel like... Uh, Feel like if I'm gonna get him brawl, and he's a big guy too, so uh, I need somebody who's gonna be mean, somebody's gonna be intimidating, somebody's gonna do whatever it takes to to win that brawl. So I'm gonna take Indomitian Sue on my my brawl, my my Super Smash Brothers NFL edition brawl team. Indomitian Sue is gonna be number one for me. My second player, and I don't know if this is by virtue of anything else. Over the fact that he murdered that DB that he threw to the ground last year in Tampa Bay. But I'm taking Vance McDonald, that mean stiff arm last year uh, on that touchdown run. Tight end well, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. protecting his quarterback, so. What's that? He should have been over there protecting his quarterback this last week. Apparently, he should have been. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to take Vance McDonald. He's going to throw some people to the ground. And then my last player, and... Uh, Please, nobody, nobody, nobody hate me for this, but I, I feel like this is this is a, a good pick for several reasons. Because I've got two big guys in Sue and Vance McDonald, and Sue stomping on people. Vance McDonald, Vance McDonald's thrown to the ground so that Sue can't stop on him. But I feel like I need somebody that's got some quickness. Somebody can come in and and uh, get some kicks in along the way. So I'm gonna take Kareem Hunt and. Uh, I'm going to take Kareem hey, Hunt. Kareem Hunt is only good if you are going in a brawl against a girl. 
I also see that Kareem Hunt and Diam Kinsu are good at with their feet and good at stomping and kicking people. So I think it's a mm-hmm. very good pick to get Vance McDonald to throw him on the ground so the other two can take care of him. Oh, man. Uh, right? That's great. Huh? It's just, he'll, he'll line them up, and then the other two will take care of him once they're on the ground. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's quality picks. Quality picks. A win. It's a win all around. Good. Thank you so very much. In the arena, yeah. we're taking care of business. All right. Well, who, do you, who, do you, who do you got? All right. If you're, if you're going to town, say, say that uh, you're going to be going up against those three guys. Who, who you bring along with you? Well, number one, I'm going to bring along – Vontez perfect because he's going to come in here and he's going to take your head off with your helmet <laughs> still on as opposed to Miles Garrett who tries to do it with your helmet off. Uh, Vontez perfect <laughs> will take, you, take your head off while the helmet is still on your head and your head will be rolling around still inside of its helmets. Shout out to old AB. That's probably why AB has a few loose wires is because Stinkin' oh. Vontez perfect nailed him in the head no that one time. No doubt. No That's doubt. That's probably why. So Vontez perfect is just flat out dirty. And if I was in a brawl, I want somebody who can get down to business and just go for the dirty shots, and he'll do it all day. <laughs> uh, second, I'm going to take Aaron Donald. Now, do I think Aaron Donald is a bad guy? No, I don't. I think he's probably a great guy. Why do I take him then? I take him because that man is a physical specimen, okay? It's true. He is freaking ripped out of his mind, and heck, I don't even have to fight the fight. I'll just have him flex on everybody, and then they'll all just <laughs> give up. So, and if he does get in a fight with that much muscle, you're going you're gonna to do some damage. So that's it's why I true. take Aaron Donald. Third one, it's a risky pick, but I'm taking Richie Incognito. Because number one, he's going to insult you and make you cry first, <laughs> and then he's going to go out there and kick your butt. Only problem is, he also has loose wires. So there's probably a good 65% chance he stabs me in the back after he gets done beating up everybody else. I'm willing to run that risk to win the fight. Because this man, this man is like, he's a few fries short of a happy meal. And there is at least 10 loose wires in his head. But he'll get the job done. So I think man. that's a pretty solid starting three. It is. I, honestly, I'll tell you this. I considered all three of them. Like all three, all three of those names were on my short list. I really mm-hmm. thought about taking them. Definitely thought about, I definitely thought about taking at least the first two. Um, mm-hmm. But I, like you said, I worry about Sue, or not Sue, um, Perfect and, and Incognito being like so uh, uh, unreliable. Like, like they're going to they're gonna be either fighting each other or they're going to be fighting you or you just don't oh, know yeah. what's going to happen there. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. They won't stop until everybody's on the floor. So, right. Probably be me at the end of the day. I'll probably be down too. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it'll be a good ride. It'll be a good ride while it happens. I was going to say, it, that'll, that'll, definitely be, <laughs> that'll definitely be worth watching. So, all right, last segment. Hi. Fourth and short, our Sunday, or excuse me, our Monday night game. Well, let me give you an update on the Sunday night game. It's 11 minutes, almost almost 11 minutes left in the third quarter. The Rams are up 10-0 with Chicago driving. As we said, a very forgettable Sunday night game. Not much to talk about here. So our Monday night game hopefully will be a little bit better. We've got Kansas City and the Chargers being played in Mexico City. Ooh, and uh, for all play. of you that have criticized... <laughs> 
I was going to say, for all of you that have criticized our British accents, I am not going to attempt to do <laughs> a Mexican accent. I feel like that that opens up just so many. It so just many opens up. Yeah. Well, see, senor. Okay, we're going to stop this now. <laughs> we're just going to <laughs> This is going to get bad. I think the cheese uh, will win. Anyway. What's that? Uh, Chiefs will win, but this is a super important game for the Kansas City Chiefs to win because they've got the the Raiders nipping at their heels right now. Yes, and they've lost two out of three games. So mm-hmm. this is going to be absolutely important for them to win. They'll have Mahomes back. Uh, hopefully, I mean, fully healthy. He's had time now to make sure that he's back. So we'll see what happens there. For the Chargers, uh, the key, I think, for them in this game is going to be to run the ball, and they've been increasing Melvin Gordon's workload over the last couple of weeks, and so I think we'll see a big dose of him. Um, I, I I, mean, I hope that it's going to be a good game. That's the thing. I mean, there's no telling. You have no idea what kind of Chargers team we're going to get. So this could be a blowout. Uh, or it could be good. I mean, Chargers got a good defense. You got Melvin Ingram, and you've got Joey Bosa rushing the passer uh, from the uh, from the outside. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, should be a good game. Uh, anything else that you're looking for in this game? Nothing. Just uh, the good game. Uh, like I said, it's going to be close, and Chiefs had better pull it out. They better, because otherwise they're going to be sitting in a in a really rough situation with the Raiders right there. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. Andy Reid has convinced them of the importance of winning this game. I agree. I, I think they're going to come ready to play. I, I, I don't think that there's a chance that they're going to come out flat. And uh, so we'll look to see. We'll look to see that in Mexico City tomorrow night. Well, that about does it here for us on the Fourth and Short podcast. And uh, before we go again, let me just remind you that wherever you listen to your podcast, you can catch us on Google, Spotify, iTunes. Make sure that you rate us. Make sure that you, Matt, I'm talking to you, that you oh, go ahead yeah. and rate us. And yes. I don't need to necessarily I get start. a review from me, but you rate us, all right? And then oh, go ahead and share. a review. <laughs> go ahead and share us with your friends. Let them know about us uh, so that you can get your rapid reaction NFL podcast. Uh, We're looking forward to the holidays coming up, and uh, we'll be doing a little traveling, but we're still planning on giving you your rapid NFL fan reaction every single week till the end of the season. And uh, we haven't talked about what we're going to do for the playoffs yet, but uh, we'll probably try to do something, keep it going, and uh, a little bit shorter, but uh, definitely be able to get into some of those games. Well, that does it for us tonight. So as we end, let me say, uh, you're thinking it, And we are saying it here on the 4th and Short Podcast. Peace out. We're all thinking that the Ravens are good, but you're not saying that.